0: podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network.
1: Tis that time of the season when the ghouls and goblins prowl. Witches ride their broomsticks and bonehead wildcats howl. So scrape your claws together
0: and make some chilling spooky Bosco boys, ooh, ooh,
1: boys. Come on, boys.
0: <laughs> the boys are back Bosco's boys are back uh, as always presented by mybookie.ag go over to mybookie and gamble all your sorrows away Use promo code CHAIR for a 100% deposit match up to $1,000. Gamble and make everything better. Grant, uh, how are you doing? We're recording this. This is the latest we've ever recorded a game review. I think both oh, of us yeah. didn't get back to Kansas City until close to 4 a.m. after the game. Um, how are you feeling outside of uh, dealing with the game? Are you tired as I am?
1: I'm super tired. I was up till like 6 a.m., uh, <laughs> The drive was terrible. It was very foggy for us, too, and super rainy. Kind of stressful at at points. And I came home to a sick person in my house that I had to take care of. So Um, was up late as hell.
0: Yeah, you're a good person for uh, taking care of uh, your sick person. Uh, Yeah, the fog was hell. Um, I had to make a stop in East Wichita, which added some more time. Uh, on the drive up it was it was bad Uh, of course it's the what closest road trip outside of lawrence we have this year but man with the rain delay on top of the fog on top of that severe storm and i had to park like as far away from my apartment building as you can in my concepts complex (laughs) so i just got drenched like walking five minutes to my apartment it was just a no good very bad day but uh before we get started on it, I do want to say I think we had some fun times before the game met a lot of boneheads in Stillwater. So I want to give a shout out to everyone who came by our little impromptu tailgate and everyone who stopped by and said hi inside Boone Pickin Stadium. Um, we got the best podcast fans in the world. So I just want to give a quick shout out to all of you guys.
1: Yeah, that was fun. Good to see Rob again, Mike again and. Good old Vaughn. Haven't seen him for a while, so shout out to those boys.
0: Saw a lot of folks. Um, So let's get into it before we start breaking it down position by position. Let's talk about some of the bigger moments, the bigger uh, things that don't fit into just an exact positional breakdown of the game. Um, First off, uh, I I do want to say it's a lot of fun being able to buy a beer inside a college football stadium and watching a game. Uh, That's the first time I've been able to do that since I went out to West Virginia a few years ago. Um, I think you partook almost everyone in the K-State section partook absolutely no issues again this just emboldens me in my stance saying that we should be able to you know suck down a Michelob Ultra inside Bill Snyder family stadium
1: I agree um, that's the first time I've been able to do it at a you know football game I guess did it at the basketball game last year in Stillwater again but it was nice I mean I'm that kind of sold me even more as well. Um, there's just no reason to go out if you have the option to buy a couple beers, and it's not like you're going out at halftime anyways and just slamming the shit out of beer. So I, I, I'm i all for it.
0: Let's do it. Yep. The, the next thing that's kind of outside of just the game, I, I've come to realize how spoiled K-State fans are with their in-game experience and just everything from the clock operator actually putting down a distance oh up God. there on it like – First off, accurately and in a timely sense, like whoever was in charge of that in Stillwater, they were not putting it up there. And like I hear, like I, I I only kind of checked Twitter; I haven't been on the message boards. Apparently, ESPN Plus was trash. But it's like even inside yeah. the stadium, you could never figure out what down distance was.
1: Uh, oh my god, their, dude! Everyone was so mad. Their PA like, system
0: also was trash. Their video yeah. bo- videos were trash. Like. Everything about, like, the end game. Like, the stadium's fine, but the fans aren't loud. The videos aren't great. Uh, like, I know it's, like, sometimes easy to get down on your home fans and all that type of stuff, but we are spoiled at K-State fans of the atmospheres we have because I was thinking T-Boom and Stadium, night game, it's going to be hype. It wasn't. Even before the rain came, it, it, yeah. it was just kind of stale.
1: The stadium is aesthetically you know pretty pleasing but there's nothing special about it they don't fill it up first of all um they're 5000 short of you know being at capacity which i think is pretty typical for them but it's just so open it does not get loud i agree when we went in 2015 i thought it was a better atmosphere i thought their videos were 10 times better 4 years ago but overall yeah i thought it was very lackluster
0: yeah so well speaking of lackluster let's talk about some of <laughs> the bigger moments of the game, some bigger points of the game. Um, One thing I want to have a conversation with you, and this was maddening because I didn't think we were going to see this in this new era, but, you know, the not going for it inside the 50 late in the third quarter on a fourth and two kicking the field goal inside the red zone that doesn't, Uh, help you out because we kicked that field goal. We were still down three possessions in the fourth quarter when we were trying to make a run on things. Uh, When we started scoring, once we started, you know, getting the the ball rolling, the lack of tempo, um, it it was just frustrating to see because you had hoped in the transition of coaching staff that was going to die. Um, So I was spazzing out pretty hard in the stadium uh, on, you know, lack of tempo, the field goal and... Uh, you know, not going for it on that fourth and two late in the third quarter. Um, What were your thoughts when it came to some of those decision-making things we saw from Coach Kleiman (sighs) and Coach Messingham? Let's keep it on those, and we'll talk about the overall play calling here in a little bit, but on those three moments, uh, because this is the first time we've been able to see uh, Coach Kleiman have to make those decisions, Um, are you disappointed? Are you pissed off? Are you saying, well, let's see what happens the next time? Where, where's your head
1: at? I was a little confused. Uh, I think the k- deciding to kick the field goal, I mean, literally makes no sense. Um, it, If you go for it, it doesn't really help you or hurt you. Or I guess if you hit the field goal, it doesn't really help you. You're still down <laughs> three scores. So, yeah, thought that was a pretty puzzling decision. And then not going for it on fourth and two was maddening. On the 47-yard line, I mean, we needed pretty much every extra uh, offensive play offensive snap that we could get and i think we should have gone for it i mean i think uh that time in the game that type of the time of the game and uh that you know specific scenario that we were in uh definitely warranted it going for it on fourth down uh what was the third one that you mentioned i'm sorry I um, cannot remember.
0: and then the lack of tempo uh lack of we, tempo yeah i mean got the interception and then you know, at that point, you have almost the entire fourth quarter. You're thinking, <laughs> all right, hey, like, maybe we can do this. I mean, yes, we eventually scored a touchdown, but it took us, what, like four and a half, five minutes? I mean, it...
1: Yeah. It, I mean, yeah. yeah. It, it felt like a lot, of, a lot of spillover from the old regime. <laughs> a, a lot of uh, tendencies. Same tendencies we saw last night um, from the old regime. But, yeah, it was pretty frustrating um i joke about somebody asked in the chat on the KSO chat you know does climate have a two-minute offense which is something that i just laughed about because people ask that all the time it's like of course but god it seems like k really doesn't have a very good uh tempo offense especially after last night
0: yep i agree with you um before we talk <laughs> about position by position because uh, i saw I, i've seen a lot of stuff uh when I have gotten on Twitter and then in the one thread I checked on KSO, um, <laughs> Coach Messingham and Coach Kleiman play calling uh, kind of the identity early in the game. Um, originally I had not really thought much of it. I, I thought hey, you know, they're trying stuff. The running game wasn't there. It wasn't there. But uh, you know, some of the folks that you trust, you you, you know, KSU underscore fan and start seeing some, you know, an analysts on Twitter right. talk about how it. we truly didn't ever tried to establish that power run game. So I, in the stadium, kind of chalked it up to, hey, nothing's working. I wasn't thinking uh, we had gotten away from our identity. But I I remember seeing on Twitter you uh, tweeting something out to the extent of uh, getting away from the identity. So what were you seeing in the stadium? And is this a concern for you? Or was this maybe something where Coach Messingham almost tried to outthink himself instead of game plan with the extra week?
1: Prep. <laughs> all seconds there all right can you hear me
0: yeah i can hear you now you're gonna have to
1: okay um so you left off basically asking what was i seeing in the stadium like yeah what were you the, seeing
0: the same because I, I i was not picking up on it inside the stadium um but you immediately um, did so what were you seeing i mean the, the first
1: first drive you know I mean, we we spent the first three games building up this um, sort of identity, this power power run game with multiple backs, um, power sets, and you know we start the game and I, I can't remember the first play of the game. I think it was play action, which you know I'm I guess okay with, but that that's a kind of a high risk play for us on the first play of the game and we struggled so much with first down offense last night that uh it kind of just snowballed from there and then I think the second play of the game was like that sweep to the left side that just kind of got blown up um and from that point on we literally like it took until I think the third or fourth drive on like a second down for us to put in uh try to implement the power run game and my thought process at least would It seemed like we just started the game in plan B, um, already without trying to, you know, just run it right at them. Downhill, downhill running. Like we've been seeing pulling guards, tackles, all that good stuff and having fullbacks leading the way, tight ends leading the way. And we just didn't see that at all early on. And when we tried to pivot back to it, it was already too late.
0: Yeah. No, I, I don't disagree with you too much there. Um, so my next question of you would be is this something that you get concerned about when it comes to Courtney Messingham and how he games game plans or would you chalk this up to maybe he tried to just get a little too cute with the extra week to game plan
1: that's kind of how it felt to me just i think i actually tweeted that like hey this is a cute start i don't know why why we're trying to you know be so fancy with everything um i just wanted to see us you know Bring out the big guns early, and I think we tried to get a little bit too complex.
0: Yep. So I think, uh, you know, what's crazy is when you look at the box score, and I know Oklahoma State isn't a time of possession type team, uh, so you'd hope you'd win it. But I would have, just being in the stadium without looking at, I would have thought they would have had way more possession than we did. We only had the ball for 29 minutes in eight seconds. They had it for 30 minutes, 52 seconds. So the discrepancy wasn't massive there, but when you look at it, we only picked up eight first downs the entire game. We went one of 13 on third down and one of two on fourth down. So it was just, it was just pathetic on offense. Um, So let's transition into talking about individual play Uh, Skylar Thompson, you know, definitely not one of his greatest games from my perspective where I was sitting, so I was lower to the field, so mm-hmm. my my view wasn't nearly as good as yours. Um, I didn't have any massive complaints with Skyler myself, and I might be in the minority. I, I thought he uh, was not really put in positions to succeed when you don't have wide receivers getting separation, when the offensive line wasn't giving you as much time as you would hope. Uh, but, I did see some folks have some frustrations with how he played in the game. You're a little bit higher up. I think you might have had a tweet talking about how it wasn't one of Skyler's best games. So from where you were sitting in the stadium, what were you seeing from Skyler? And what do you think kind of led to him having such a shaky game versus a team that he's, you know, in the two previous games he's played for, some he's just owned Oklahoma State.
1: Yeah, I think you kind of hit it um, a little bit talking about him being in, you know, not a great position to, to succeed, and I think a lot of it stems back to just having really no um, breakout guys at wide receiver, at least especially last night, you know, uh, you could really see the depth issues there, um, but my main gripe with him was he just was not staying in the pocket as long as he should have probably. Um, at least not stepping up in the pocket, and he was flushing out, out of the pocket very easily. And then when he was, he was holding onto the ball too long, running out of bounds, not throwing it away when he should. And, uh, I mean, you know, not a quarterback, but it looked like there was at least two or three times when he did get flushed out that he uh, was a little bit afraid to release it. He had a couple of guys open a couple times, like uh, Philip Brooks and Dalton Schoen running across the middle. But, you know, uh, it was a tough game from the start. He wasn't getting help from wide receivers or running backs. Um, so not much to work with, to be, to be fair.
0: Yeah, it, it wasn't great. Uh, again, speaking of not uh, that great, um, I, he's playing all over the field now, so you don't know when to talk about him. But John Holcomb, he had some snaps at quarterback. We saw the, uh, you know, wildcat-type formation. We saw him line up as a tight end. We saw him line up as a wide receiver something that frustrated me and maybe the most frustrating thing for me because it basically meant that you, that you put yourself behind the eight ball when you're trying to catch up in the fourth quarters. John Holcomb had to call timeout twice, uh, breaking yeah. the huddle, not knowing what the play call was, not knowing what he was going to do. Um, and you can't have that in Big 12 play, first Big 12 game of the season on the road. Um he, you can't do that, and I'm all for trying to get playmakers on the field. But man, twice in one game, you just basically handicapped yourself for the rest of the game. And one of the times he took a snap, he fumbled it again. This time he made a little bit of some a little something of it, but still, I I don't think he needs to be lining up behind center if he's going to play tight end. If he's going to play, play wide receiver, if he's just going to be an offensive weapon, fine. I do not want him behind center, uh, right now, uh, probably for the rest of the season, unless we're up big.
1: Yeah, I agree. Um, I think it's fair for us to try to, try to get him on the field in some capacity. Cause he's probably, you know, top five athletic players on our team. Maybe, maybe one of the guy, one of the most gifted players on the team, um, but I agree. Uh, putting him behind putting him behind center is not. It just doesn't. He's not. He's not there. He doesn't have the poise right now. And yeah, burning two timeouts was pretty inexcusable. I'd like to see him maybe a wide receiver or something, tight end. But I agree with you.
0: Yeah, it just hasn't been fruitful. Um, running back some uh, position group we were so high on, also not fruitful. Um, we'll be talking about the offensive line after them, which might be a lot of the issue, but something that we had really rallied around was, you know, not going down on first contact. Uh, and quite frankly, they did almost every single time this, uh, in this game, uh, Gilbert, you know, he was not as hard nosed as we come to expect. Harry Trotter touched on the ball four times. He averaged 6.3 yards of carry, but man, when he's out there, I just, I just wish we'd kind of move on from the Harry Trotter experiment. And then, Jordan Brown, he only got six touches. Um, Again, I just think he can do so much more, but I I don't think we're doing enough to get him into space and being creative to allow him to use his athletic ability. Um, And then again, that James Gilbert fumble that led to Oklahoma State's first touchdown, uh, that really ended up being a killer in a first half where you never had any momentum, but you're holding him to three, giving him that short field we just weren't going to stop him. Uh, what were your thoughts about the running backs? Is this a blip, or are we now starting to think, okay, well, you know, maybe we don't have as much talent at that position that we thought during non-con? Um,
1: I think they're still reasonably talented. Um, they weren't really set up. In, yeah, right. They did. They did go down easily, easier than they have been last night, which was frustrating. But the line did not help them. A lot of times they were getting hit. excuse me behind the line of scrimmage or at the line of scrimmage uh the gilbert fumble was a killer but um you know i still would keep going to him and i just feel like we were putting them in positions that they weren't used to um get them in the power sets give them lead blockers i just did not i just did not like the the play call um with the personnel that we have and um it was very very frustrating
0: Yep. We'll move on to the offensive line. Uh, again, very frustrating. Um, you know, when you were in running plays early on, even uh, before you really started to establish it late in the third quarter, which, you know, the entire team turned it on in the late in the third quarter, but at that point it was far too late in the game uh, to be doing that. But they were m- missing assignments, I think, I saw. I remember one play vividly. You had a double pull. You had the center and guard pulling, and they both just just missed the linebacker. Let the linebacker go right past. It was kind of like the hey, you got it, you got it, okay. And then James yeah. Gilbert got tackled, or maybe I think it was actually Harry Trotter got tackled for a three yard loss. Um, you can't be having that when you. Part of the whole idea with the pull and power offensive line, you have to know your rules. You have to know, you know, when a hat crosses you. Who you're, who's going to pick that guy up? You have to know, you know, who has first man, who's getting up to that second level. We were never getting up to the second level. There were times where maybe you would execute right at the point of attack, and you're double teaming a end where you should be taken with only one guy. That just leaves a safety or a linebacker for a free shot on your running back, which, you know, that's that is what you can't do in this offense. Um, because when you leave that big gap open, it just it just makes yeah. it too easy for Division One tacklers, and that it was just the most frustrating part of that game because I, I mean, we were hyping up the offensive line the entire time, and you're going up against Dickey uh, at Oklahoma State, and we we both like Connor Riley. We wanted this to be a big game, we wanted it to be a statement game, we wanted it to be able to thump our chest and say, "Hey, we got the better offensive line coach," and then you just were left so disappointed <laughs> with the offensive line. It just just sucked. Just sucked. I, I mean, I don't know. What
1: do you think? I lost you again there for a second, so there might no, be a little I, I, bit I was, of a gap. But, yeah, uh, it's fine. I
0: just said it sucks. What do you think? Oh,
1: uh, yeah, it does suck. Um, <laughs> if you don't win the battle at the offensive line, or if your offensive line plays poorly, then basically you might as well throw your game plan out the window because all the other aspects of your game are kind of screwed. Um, so we can't put it all, you know, on the on the lineback or excuse me the running backs. But credit to their linebackers, they did a really good job filling gaps and they threw some different schemes at us that clearly confused us. And uh, they played well; they were not missing tackles either.
0: No, nope, and they're an aggressive, athletic defense, and uh, you know, and yeah, you,
1: having it, having two probably maybe the best secondary in the conference, definitely probably the top two corners. Um, did not play in our favor I mean you know we knew they were going to probably sell out anyways and we freaking man losing Malik Knowles hurt us I think a lot more than we realized it would Um, but shit I'm not sure he would have helped us much more last night because they were they were locking us down pretty hard
0: yeah let's move on to our wide receivers and tight ends Um, Sammy Wheeler had like the only quote-unquote big play the offense had he made a great catch on a you know, forty yard uh, post shot, and I think that was right after,
1: right yeah, after man. the rain
0: delay, and all of a sudden you're thinking, here we go. You
1: yeah, know? we thought uh, we thought it was actually going to happen. The rain yeah. delay was going to save us.
0: Well, literally the it,
1: first play, we bomb it forty yards. And we're like, all right.
0: Yeah, and it, it definitely did it. Uh, if you take out that forty <laughs> yard play, you had less than eighty yards receiving the rest of the game. Shown had three catches, twenty three yards. Nick Lenners one catch, nineteen. Phil Brooks three for fifteen. Jordan Brown two for thirteen, Harry Trotter one for nine. Um, they weren't getting open, uh, and when you, when you can't get open, uh, nothing's going to happen. I mean, Skyler was. I think he probably threw it away just as much as he completed passes. I mean, it, he he just had to eat a bunch of passes. It, it's just it frustrating. <laughs> it, yeah, because we. we we couldn't get the running going, and I think this we saw what the worst case scenario looks like. Fact of the matter is, we don't have like good enough playmakers, uh, and this is what I think all of us were worried about coming to the, the season. I think we all drank the Kool Aid and got super high uh, on the, the offense early on, which you know what? Hey, you know that's that's part of being a fan, but the reality of what was left behind from the previous previous regime, right? Um, it's still there. Like, it didn't just vanish overnight. Fact of the matter is, at wide receiver yesterday, since Malik Knowles was out, I mean, look at who was playing
1: wide receiver.
0: They are former walk-ons. Literally, they are former walk-ons.
1: Yeah, I agree. It's unacceptable, uh, really, how where we are right now. I mean, we, we're not going to achieve the things that we want to achieve. But, um, yeah, it's early. Um, I'm a little concerned about... Well, you know what this just made me realize is, we knew we were going to be humbled at, at some point. Um, it was fun flying high, and you know we should have we we should have been enjoying it like that. I agree with you, but um, it just shows that K State, you know, this roster just has still literally no margin for error. Um, Malik Knowles goes out, we lose basically our entire deep threat, um, and we have we had a lot of costly penalty, penalties yesterday that really put us in a tough position that we just don't have the guys to dig out those holes. And it's going to be a little bit before we see that, I think.
0: Yeah, I, I, I think I think it is going to take a little bit longer than what you'd want to see um, to get there. Um, the recruiting needs to happen. I mean, Joshua Youngblood, I, I think it, we have to just start trying to force a way to get him the ball because that kid... I mean, he he touched it one time, and he got around the corner, and he has this he has a level of athleticism that we don't have anywhere else on the field. So I think yeah. we need I I don't know I I don't have the answers. It just it just sucks because the reality check came, and I didn't want it to.
1: Yeah, I agree. I was not ready to lose, but um, it's not a bad loss. It was just it was ugly. It but was here, very here's frustrating. The thing.
0: Here's the thing, and I don't want to get too pessimistic on this loss, but if you're looking at hey, talking about making sure you get bowl eligible, like first and foremost, you have to get that sixth win. Uh, we have to get bowl eligible before we can like daydream about more. And I know when everyone was you know dreaming about maybe starting six and zero, just making sure you're bowl eligible, like no one was worrying about that. But here's the sobering right. fact: last year we went five and seven. We picked up a game by beating Mississippi State this year. We just gave one back by losing to Oklahoma State. Um, right now, if you if you're just transferring, you know, game for game over from last year, we are now even where we were. And yes, I understand that it's not that simple. There's home road splits, different teams, etc. But that just makes the Baylor game so much more important on Saturday and we'll talk about that later in the week but you know it you have to start finding games that you didn't get last year if you are dead set on going to a bowl
1: right and uh I don't know I mean you got to look at each season individually in a vacuum um I mean right now for you if you want to be take the more optimistic side you picked us you we we would have been two and two at this point from your perspective. So we already got an extra game in our pocket and we just have to get three, three more to get bowl eligible. So
0: we are, we are five and seven though. I picked us to go. So you don't want to use me as a measuring stick, but I am happy with three and one. Don't get me wrong. I'm not burning it down, but folks need to still look at the future schedule and be like, we just got a wake up call and, Hopefully Oklahoma yes. State I mean,
1: well in Oklahoma we definitely Ma- needed to come back down to earth a bit in Oklahoma um,
0: State's are... defense that's like the best offensive performance they've had since now I mean I, I think that and again I'm not I'm not trying to be the world's ending but I, I don't know I I'm now way more nervous about this Baylor game and desperate to get that next win to make to get rid of any idea that the Mississippi State game might have been a mirage that's right.
1: starting to creep into my head. Yeah, the Baylor game's huge. Um, but then again, you know, if we if we win the Baylor game, you're, oh, this game's going to go right out the window. We're going to be 4 and 1, and we're going to be feeling super high again. So, I mean, it does, in a way, work both ways. But I agree with you. We definitely needed, I think we needed a little bit to be humbled. Um, but, uh, it's gonna be it's, it's gonna be tougher than people think. That's for sure.
0: Yep. Uh, we will move on to what was the highlight of the game, and that's the defensive performance. But before we do, we have a new sponsor. Uh, shout out to our friends at the Kansas City Direct Primary Care KCDPC. They are a primary care clinic that they do not accept insurance. If you do a flat monthly membership fee of 65 bucks a month, you can go in there, and since there is no middleman, they are going to keep all sorts of costs way lower. Uh, you can go in there and you can get labs done, x-rays done, uh, all for up to 90% off what it would be at a retail cost. These guys are great friends of the pod. Go in there, chat it up with Dr. Hazen, uh, talk about the cats. He has a K-State Shrine in his office. Uh, they can get you in same day with a range of only up to 30 minutes to an hour, like heads up. These guys are awesome. So if your heart is, you know, feeling a little, little nervy after that Oklahoma state game, and you need to go in, get a checkup, some preventative care, go check Casey, KC, uh, com, Kansas city, direct primary care.com. The link is in the show notes. Uh, again, they're going to make sure that you guys are healthy enough to see all 50 years of the Coach Climbing era.
1: 50 years?
0: No, yeah. I mean, Coach Klyman's 50. So, yeah, for all <laughs> 25 years of the Climbing era.
1: He's going to shatter Bill's tenure, yeah. he, tenure years.
0: Yeah, How long was Bill here? 27 years? It was no. like 20, yeah, 28. Yeah, 28, I
1: thought. Okay, so for, all,
0: for all 29 years of the Climbing era. Uh, so, again, if you're sick of co-pays, hidden fees, the hassle of health care – KCDPC provides all that w- with transparent visits all without any surprise bills. Again, Kansas city, direct primary Care.com. Check them out, stay healthy. So defense um, at the end of the day, if you look at what Oklahoma state did on offense, Truba Hubbard got his, there's, there's no getting around it, but uh, uh-huh. you know what? Over a third of his yards came on an 84 yard touchdown. Uh, we, we terrorized Spencer Sanders. I mean, he was only getting 3.5 yards of carry. We picked him off twice. He got 153 yards. A lot of that started with the defensive line. I actually thought for the most part, for the most part, the defensive line looked very good. Um, the one thing that I actually, and again, this kind of comes back to some of the things that I, I was going to be looking for. I thought they were rotating too much. Uh, quite frankly, I thought that you had the second-team defensive line in there. Far too many snaps. I thought that Hubert and Walker were having a great da- game. I thought Dyshawn was having a great game. Um, they were causing commotion, but we were rotating in full-cell changes far too often. I mean, I don't know if the conditioning's there. I don't know if that was just, hey, this is our philosophy, and just because it's Big 12 play, we're sticking to it. Um but that was the most frustrating thing about the defensive line for me. I mean, they're getting pressures. They're getting tackles for losses. Uh, i I don't know what what were your thoughts on the huh. defensive line? and,
1: and I guess and, I didn't really notice the like rotation that much. Um, oh, I'm I not mean, gonna I'm not Huber, gonna rewatch the game.
0: <laughs> no, I'm not gonna rewatch it either, but I felt like Hubert and i I guess I could try to see if kso had their snap counts uh, mm-hmm. published. but Hubert, I felt like was hardly out there at all, and he was making plays when he was, and his injury wasn't something where it's like, oh, you ease him back into it. It's a concussion. If he's cleared, he needs to be playing. Um
1: was dominant early. Um, yeah, it felt like he was just winning every single battle, disrupting in the backfield all the time. And, man, when you look at, like, Spencer Sanders' <clears throat> stat line, uh, it's exactly what I would have hoped for forcing him into two picks um, but God we just couldn't I, yeah the defense overall played pretty well and we'll touch on that obviously individually but damn we 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 kind of played played the quarterback into where we wanted him to be in the off our opposite side ball just could not take advantage
0: okay so so doing a quick look it might not have been as extreme as it was but it looked like that the first because it almost almost everyone was coupled up with their first team it looked like the first team Defensive line took around forty-five snaps, and the second-team defensive line took closer to twenty-five. So it's not a fifty-fifty split. But that is a lot to be having your second string out there.
1: Does that really even like keep you as fresh? I mean, you're literally sprinting thirty yards off the sideline.
0: I, I don't know. I just I I don't like. <clears throat> I, I want Wyatt Hubert to be out there for ninety percent of the plays, not
1: I agree sixty.
0: Uh, yeah. But it is what it is. I thought I thought the linebackers again for the most part did all right. Um but they were exposed on that big long touchdown run and again when you only surrendered two touchdowns uh for better or worse that one play carried so much weight in the in the outcome of the game and the fact that they all one completely ran the r- wrong way, another one just easily got taken out by uh, a pulling guard for them and then it was off to the races uh we're what
1: talking were you about the linebackers?
0: yeah t- yeah i transitioned to linebacker sorry um that that was just i don't know i it, it's disappointing because again you look at that game and with as poorly as we played it comes down to a short field and a long run and those are 14 points that didn't have to happen if you execute correctly
1: yeah, uh, I'm watching that play right now. Um, yeah, the linebackers just get completely separated. There's there's about an eight-yard gap right in the middle. And then the safeties, we'll touch on that, but, man, they didn't give them much help. But otherwise, I mean, I thought it, it, it felt like um, the linebackers had a, a decent night aside from being gashed a couple of times.
0: <clears throat> yep, and then... Uh- Elijah Sullivan he did get that first interception which was a big play at the time um, you know I it's tough I mean you can't you can't give them like a great raving and writhing about them when you have a running back almost pick up 300 yards um, obviously you can't say you can't say they played at an elite level but I I think they played well enough that we should have had a shot to win the
1: agree. Um, I agree with Kleiman um, kind of. In his postgame, he talked about how, you know, who cares about stats? They only put 26 on the board, and in a way, I kind of agree with him. Um, We did enough, I feel like, to win the game. If our offense was even remotely competent last night or somewhat of a threat, we would have been in the game. It would have gone down. It would have been a four-quarter game, certainly. I, I believe that. So I think the defense did enough, at least to earn that.
0: All right. We will uh, move into the secondary again. When you hold a, 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 an offense that traditionally is a pretty good passing attack. It's only 153 yards. You picked them off twice. Uh, You know, Wallace did have almost every single one of those yards. Um, He had 145 yards, eight receptions. Uh, You don't like seeing that, but he's an elite talent. But I think that every single person in the world who's a K State fan would have said, hey, Sanders is only going to throw for 153 yards. You're going to pick him off twice. Everyone would have taken that, no questions asked. What did you think about the secondary? Um, you can talk, you can break it up corners and safeties if you want to really distinguish between the two.
1: Um, I, thought, I thought the corners played okay. Um, A.J. Parker, honestly, was in good position. A lot of the time, Um, Tylen Wallace is just really good, um, especially in jump ball situations. So he kind of got his, but we kept him out of the end zone, so that's a positive. I thought the safeties were terrible. Uh, I'm getting pretty concerned about Denzel Goolsby. He's supposed to be the guy that's in the right position at least. Um, I don't think he's ever been super talented, but he's supposed to be very smart. And on several of their big runs, including their biggest run, uh he just took a terrible angle he's late to late to the line of scrimmage in the run game and it's like man we're really missing we're really missing those like Dante Barnetts and you know even Elijah Walker guys that had such a good knack at uh, picking up covering the run game as a safety and meeting the ball early cuz Denzel just does not have that in his locker at least right now because man you ought to watch you gotta pull those plays up he's nowhere to be found over pursuing it's just not great i'm a little worried about him
0: yep wayne jones ended up leading the team with tackles but i think he got flagged a couple times as well um i i, I think it is a little concerning I, as someone who is a massive denzel Goolsby fan uh he has had some rough moments this season uh so you gotta hope and kind of if you're feeling optimistic, if you want to try to be optimistic, you got to think, hey, it's a senior. Uh, he has eight games left. Uh, he's going to find a way to be a positive and not hurt the team. Um, I think he'll get there. I think he's a decent enough guy. Um, so we'll see. I, I, I still have concerns about Walter Neal. i um, sure he's a great kid, but I'm to the point where I would much rather see KV on McGee and even Pat, uh, Patterson just lining up on the outside and having Walter Neal be the reserve or maybe even shift back inside. Um, I just I just don't think Walter Neal has what it takes to be an outside corner in the Big Twelve.
1: Um, I agree with you. Um, I actually I would not start Walter Neal at the nickel or the cornerback position. I think Kevion McGee's better. and I think Patterson's better, um, frankly. And I will say this about Denzel Goolsby, you know. He was coming off a big 12 player of the week performance. He was pretty darn good at Mississippi State so I'll give him that you know sometimes people just have people have bad nights and they had they had some some bigger weapons last night than Mississippi State had I believe so
0: yeah. uh, one more he'll question. bounce back. <clears throat> one, one more question before we quickly move over to special teams. What did you think about J-Mac's performance at the nickel on the inside? I think he is a serviceable guy in that position. Um, I didn't see him make uh, supporting the run game as well as he had the first three games, um, but I think that's part of the poison pill when it comes to Oklahoma State. When they do have capable playmakers on the outside, it really takes a guy like J. Mac who is good in run support and forces him to keep his focus on the outside a little more than you'd want our nickel to. Um, what do you think of his game?
1: Um, I think you pretty much nailed it there i thought he played okay um but i will be honest i don't i don't really remember i didn't key much key much on him so i don't have much to comment there
0: all right uh we'll shift quickly into special teams nothing noteworthy of uh on the return game i think i'm kind of over the sarcastic cheering on fair catching punt returns um you know it is what it is uh, Blake Lynch, he hit his two field goals. One of them was for, from 46. The magic yard marker for him is like the 42, a 42-yard 42 field goal. Anything beyond that is a little scary, so I'm glad he banged through that 46-yarder. I think Ankle is a very good punter, but I think if, if folks want to really nitpick special teams outside of you know the muff punts from the first three weeks, our punt coverage has been very bad. There's been a few times where... We could have downed them inside the 20. We could have pinned them deeper, but they're just not getting down there to yeah. cover the punts very well. Um, it's almost like they're maybe selling out to make sure they're not getting blocked. I don't know what it is, but I I, I think you've kind of wasted some really good Devin in ankle punts. I mean, he's booming 54 yarders that end up in the end zone because we can't get down there and down it. So
1: um, ankle is really good.
0: <laughs> yeah. I, I'm a fan of his. So, um, I think unless you have anything else about the special teams I think we will continue on yes sir all right we are going to continue on and we are going to grade our keys to V uh, the first key to V it was yours and uh, sadly I cleaning up mistakes I don't, I don't I don't know what you're gonna grade that
1: I'm gonna give it an F um, I don't it was not a clean game start to finish Um we had some very costly penalties early that some of them might have been bullshit, but uh, they bailed Oklahoma State out, and from that point on, we were in a hole. Um, I honestly can't even remember the deal to, the, the higher details of this game. So if you have if you have anything to add, I would definitely comment. Well, what are, I, what are you if, grading?
0: I'm giving it like a D. I'm not giving it an F. The biggest one for me was that costly turnover. Uh, With your back to the red zone, yeah. Yeah. Um, You had some penalties, like you had a taunting penalty. You had some holding penalties. That one was
1: bullshit. No, it was was
0: yes, it was 100% bullshit. And like you said, while they don't end up picking up another first down, that gives them 15 yards. That thing keeps us in that, you know, field position deficit basically for the entire first half. It all stemmed from that 15 yard penalty, which was bullshit. Um, Yeah. So I'm giving it a D-plus or a D. We'll just go with a regular D. Um, my first key to V was to limit their third-down offense, to get them off the field when third-down came up. <laughs> no, it's crazy? That was they good. They were four <laughs> for 13. They were yeah. four for effing 13 on third-down. They were zero for one on fourth-down. Um, I'm giving it an A-minus. I mean, they were the number one third-down efficiency team in the nation coming into that game. And they were well below fifty percent, um, which they were coming into the season or into that game. They were at fifty six percent on third down, so I'm giving an A on this.
1: Yeah, I was gonna give them an A. Um, that's one of the positives out of this game. Uh, it's funny I posted it on Twitter, like the just picture of the stat line on the uh, the jumbotron, kind of self owning because I was giving KU shit, and at halftime it was literally. Another hilariously bad and mismatched stat line. So, but that one, the one thing that stood out was our good third down defense. So, we, maybe let's keep that up.
0: Yep. The next one, run it down their throats. That was yours. Uh, we're both giving an F minus, right? <laughs>
1: yeah, we're giving it a. What's after F? G. We're getting it a, a failing grade, extreme failing grade. I mean, goddamn, 92nd in rushing defense going into this game and we made them look like top five running defense. It was pretty ugly.
0: Yep. And then my final one was score touchdowns. When you get to the red zone, um, I think officially we were in the red zone only twice and we went 50, 50. So <laughs> I, I going
1: to say, did I, we even get to the red zone?
0: <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, cause we ended up kicking man. a field goal and then scoring the lone touchdown. Uh, I'm giving it a, C- minus, almost failing because you just didn't get... I mean, no, it's 50%. No, I'm giving... No, it's an F. Sorry. An F, F, It's an F. F. So yeah. we have a lot of failing grades. Um, not fun. We're going to move into our game awards. Uh, our game balls sponsored by Blue Chew. Are you so depressed you can't get an erection? Well, chew some Blue Chew, and maybe it'll work. I don't know. I, I don't know. But go to <laughs> – sorry, this is not a great Blue Chew. I'm not excited. I'm the, uh, I need some Blue Chew uh, for my soul right now because it, it was a depressing game. Um, but go to BlueChew.com, use promo code armchair. You're going to get your first month free. Um, no in-person doctor visits, no awkward pharmacy visits. Something shows up in your mail. It's just sitting there with a big old yellow smiley face uh, you, I don't think that's how it actually comes packaged. But that would be funny if it did. Um, you take it, you <laughs> chew it up. It's quicker than Viagra and Cialis, even though it has the same active ingredients because it's a chewable, FDA-approved. Uh, guys, get it, chew it, have sex, but be have safe. Have fun.
1: Do your, do your thing, but, guys. But, get it. But be safe. Be safe. Be safe. That's true.
0: Uh, so for if you're a first-time listener, which if you are, pooh Man, that's an interesting first episode to start listening to. Sorry about it. Um, But we both get two game balls to award and a swagger sticker. Traditionally, it'll go to someone on offense and one on defense from both of us, but you can get creative with it. The only rule is no one can receive two game balls, but you can receive a game ball and swagger sticker. Um, But let's let's give out some awards. Let's find some cheer to end this. Uh, podcast Grant, who's getting your first game ball?
1: This is hard. <laughs> this it is seriously slim pickings. Um, offensive game ball, I guess I will give it to. I thought Harry Trotter honestly played all right. He ran hard, Oof. four carries for twenty five yards.
0: Uh, uh, I didn't think it was good blocking. I thought he whiffed in pass protection.
1: All I right, don't well, when, he, when he, ran ball, he ran the ball, he ran the ball hard. So it's, he's getting it's, it your, game it's ball. your game because ball there's no one else to give it to.
0: I'm giving my offensive game ball, I'm going substitute, I'm giving it to uh, Devin Engdahl. I think that if we had a worse punter, there's a very real chance that that game could have been much uglier than it ended up being. Uh, he was able to uh, come close to flipping field possession. Possess- er, excuse me, when we really needed it. Um, he had two great holds on the field goals so David devin enkle is getting my offensive game ball defensive game ball who is getting yours
1: I'll give it to I'll give it to Eli Sullivan getting his getting a pick at a good time in the game that thought might might swing the momentum a little bit um, he played he played well All right. your D game ball
0: I'm gonna give it to Daryl Patterson um, he got the other interception he made a nice little. Uh, run back, uh, kind of gave some late hope, thinking, hey, maybe, maybe we can have an improbable comeback. Um, so he is getting my game ball. Who is getting your Swagger sticker?
1: Swagger sticker is going to um, Wyatt Hubert for his return. I thought he looked very dominant early on, and, and fuck the refs for giving you a taunting call. You should play with emotion and play with Swagger. And not be punished.
0: I agree with you on that. My game or my swagger sticker is going to K State fans. I thought that the we were right up against the K State section. I thought that all the fans came with some great energy. They really wanted a they wanted something to go nuts about. They were desperate for something to go nuts about. I mean, there are like there were quite a few K State fans who didn't leave the stadium or the sands when the rain delay came. Um, they brought emotion. They brought the swagger. They were ready. Uh, sadly, the offense was not. Uh, didn't get a lot to cheer for, but KSA fans are getting my swagger sticker. Um, so, yeah, those are our game awards. Thank you to our sponsors, whom we all love. Remember, go to mybookie.ag, promo code CHAIR for a 100% deposit up to $1,000. Go to bluechew.com to get some blue-chewable chewing chewable helpers <laughs> uh, because you're sad and can't get it up after the Oklahoma State game. Get um, it up. Get it up. Hey, you have to get an erection before the Baylor game. That is what I'm charging to all boneheads. Don't get to Saturday without having at least one erection. Um, mm-hmm. So blue-chew, promo code armchair for your first month free. And our newest sponsor, they will be sponsoring our defensive game uh, reviews for rest of the season, Kansas City Direct Primary Care. Remember, check them out because they're awesome. You know, if you're in the Kansas City area, I'm not kidding, it is a great deal. They're going to get you in quicker, uh, and they're just, they're just great people. So be sure to check out their website. It is in the description of this episode. We love you guys. Uh, Grant, do you have anything else to say before we wrap up this show?
1: Yeah, I thought the fans were great. Uh, keep the faith. We can bounce back next week, and it'll be a perfect dose of medicine. Um, pack the bill, pack the stadium. Everybody just relax a little bit. Teams lose. We love you guys. Meet me at the Cathead. I had
0: have- work.